I up. couldn't get Eric Stone Street. I didn't get Eric Stone I got, Street, and I didn't get the the girl. Jenny Slate. Yeah. That, even, that movie made me attracted to Jenny Slate. Like her, her, I didn't realize. Her voice like, is pretty sexy. She's got like a sexy voice, yeah. which, by the way, it's it's not creepy or in the case of um, the Jungle Book gay to be to find a voice of something in a animated movie sexy. Like the fact <laughs> the fact that the snake who in the jungle oh uh, Scarlett Johansson the, the snake is a, just a big sexy penis. <laughs> <laughs> I whatever I, I was into that. Okay, Pete, uh, you know what's a bad experience? Go ahead. Walking into a fast food place and throwing out fast food paraphernalia on the way into it. Yeah, not a good look for your brand. I just had to do that this morning. I just had to walk into Dunkin' Donuts with and throw out like a, a bunch of Wendy's shit on the way in and... That was a fucking horrible feeling. It's funny enough that you said that. I uh, I ate Wendy's myself last night. Really? And I never eat fast food. I don't eat fast food either. I've had fast food twice in the last week, and I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I've like kind of catered actually my thoughts on eating bad shit. Like obviously, my my ice cream intake has increased over the the life of this podcast. I take responsibility for that, by the way. Right. It's like you you told me about ice cream. I told it's like I told you about heroin and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm in." Right. But I have a different I I've definitely deep down I've got some sort of eating disorder thing. Uh but now my kind of approach has changed that when I eat bad shit, I just kind of steer it's what do they say if you're if you like you're skidding out of control, you kind of you, you you're supposed to steer into into the skid, right? You're supposed to. I, I forget. I don't know. I'm a bad driver. Basically, <laughs> I've been in a lot of car accidents involving skids. But I believe uh, if you're skidding out of control, you're supposed to like turn the wheel towards the bad shit that's happening. And then I think your car is like, oh, okay, we're out of con- we're under control now. And then Seems you like can a flawed strategy, but I don't know. Could be. Right. You could be right. But eating wise, if I'm like, all right, I'm out of control right now. I'm eating a bunch of ice cream. I'm eating fast food. I just kind of own it instead of feeling bad about it because if you feel bad about it, then you spiral out of control. And if you, as, as one of our uh, reviewers so aptly pointed out, come off as wildly unhappy like I am, then you just keep getting worse and worse and you go into these bad kind of food habits. So I've had fast food twice in the last week and it, it, it was just a... I, I don't know if I've ever experienced that, the walking into a fast food place and then people seeing that, like, oh, okay, maybe this guy just just lives a life totally <laughs> on, on fast food. This is a strange jumping off point. But I, uh, I, I went to Wendy's last night because uh, basically because of the podcast, because I went to the movies. In Burlington? And, yeah. We did the exact same thing. At different times. And, yeah, independent from each other, <laughs> just the way we like it. Uh, nice. What did you get? Uh, two crispy chicken sandwiches. Ooh, did like the spicy chicken sandwich or yeah. just crispy? Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was just crispy. Oh, so I do the spicy chicken sandwich. That's a fuck. That's just a classic, good American sandwich. But uh, actually, I'm going to cut that shit out now for a little while because we've got Lala at the end of the month. That's true. And I need my Lala body ready. <laughs> and I think and it. So as like a weird eater slash dieter slash every fucking thing I do is weird in my mind. I think that if I go like 
two weeks without sugar, um, then start reintroducing sugar before we go to Lollapalooza because you don't want to go to a thing where you're going to be drinking all the time and that's your first time drinking in forever because then you'll puke and be be gross the entire weekend. But I plan I, on that anyway. But I, <laughs> right. But I think that if I do that, then by the time we get to Lollapalooza, I'm gonna like my arms will be about as big as yours <laughs> and I'll be great. By the way, I've been rocking those short shorts. Yeah. And I've gotten no criticisms so far. I've gotten no compliments, but I think that I I actually think that I look good in them. So shouts to my my buddy Pat for putting me up on game, getting that confidence boost. I feel good about it. Um, how was your Fourth of July? It was awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so I'm very. Uh, this year was super weird just because it was on a Monday. So like, I went to uh, the lake house that I always go to every summer and. Like the Monday was the going home day, which really sucked. Uh, because so did you do Saturday or something? So like basically Sunday was like the real Fourth of July, and then we went home on Monday like early in the afternoon, which like really sucks. I wish that I took off the entire week. I that's like my biggest regret in life at this mm-hmm. point is that I didn't take off the entire week after the Fourth of July, just well, because well. I I love the Fourth and. I don't know, man. It, when it comes on like a Monday and then you have to work, you should never have to work the day after the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Fuck. The day after 4th of July. I saw The Purge 3 and that was fucking it the, for the 5th of July. I was a fucking dead guy uh, <laughs> after the 4th of July. Uh, I didn't even do anything that great. I just... I didn't get I didn't get like super drunk at all. I got maybe the drunkest I've been in my month. Wow, it was yeah, it's pretty wild. It was, and again, kind of like what we were talking about after my birthday party. Like nothing, like no one was fucking wilding out or anything. But you're just it was just one of those creepy. You just the, drink for creep, so long, creepily but, snuck up on you drunk. It it was creepily sneaking up on me, but I decided uh, I was going to do uh, a drink I used to do back in the day, which was uh, thirty six. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, peach iced tea and bourbon. That's just a wonderful. That sounds pretty great. American kind of thing, and that just turns so quickly to oh, you've got a bottle of bourbon. Let's just drink bourbon. And me and one of my friends, while everyone else was drinking beer, just fucking crushing straight whiskey and then speaking gibberish so i felt like fucking i couldn't it was one of those days when you're so hungover that you can't eat or do fucking anything yeah which sucks because hungover days i love because you get to just do whatever you want with right. no consequences it's like not having to feel bad about yourself it's the purge of like <laughs> of your so of like your mental state pretty much it's just like you don't have to do you have to, you get to do whatever you want and you don't have to justify it because you're hungover. Right, exactly. Um, speaking of movies, uh, we're going to be reviewing two movies on this episode. Uh, one of which we've seen and one of which we haven't, but we feel that we pretty much can pull off a review of the one that we haven't seen. So we've seen The Secret Life of Pets. We have not seen Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. We will, we will be extensively reviewing uh, both of those. So that will be fun. Uh, quickly, on the 4th of July, are you starting to get over Taylor Swift's 4th of July game? Because I am. Um. I will say that I'm like kind of getting over Taylor Swift as a person, hmm. but like the one thing that I would say that she brings to the table that I'm still completely in on is her Fourth of July festivities. 
Well, she looks great in all the photos, and I wonder how many of them are taken, how many outtakes there are, what the lighting situation is, because even though it seems like they're taken on... I think they're taking taken on cell phones and made to look like... They're definitely they're, not taken on cell phones. You don't think so? No. There's like an app that makes this perfect picture a little worse, so you can be like, oh, okay, it looks like... It looks like it was taken on a cell phone or something. There are ones that, that, like the ones that she uploaded to her Instagram, I was like, definitely not taken on cell phones. And that, it almost, like, they look too perfect. Yeah. Um, like the one with the fireworks in the background. And I'm just like, Jesus, how, like, I, the one thing I hate is when people, like, ruin, like, in the moment experiences so that they can capture it in a picture. Yeah. And I, that had to be like ruined. Like, there's no way anybody in that picture was like having an awesome time at that point in time, just because they were trying to capture the perfect picture. Right. Oh, they must spend fucking hours on that. Yeah. Which, as a, a vain person, I mean, I've I spent hours worse ways. I would I wouldn't mind having a party where the goal is to come out of it with some really great pictures. Actually, I'm all about dope idea. pictures, but right. But I'm not trying to like ruin and in like in the moment experience just to get like an awesome picture out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking through some of Taylor's pictures this week, this year, by the way. And I hate to say it, get some friends, Taylor. <laughs> she's like, she, she's not friends with any male dudes. Is that weird? It's cause she bangs them all except for Ed Sheeran. I Do you think I, Ed Sheeran's banged probably. Taylor Swift. I bet. I bet he has too. And good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm going through these pictures again. If he bangs anything that like didn't crawl out of a sewer, he's he's like batting. He's batting up. Oh well, no, he always is. That's he's what, that's he's what I'm like saying. that guy. But he he's like this the dude who like constantly hits out of his hits out of his league. Right, and he yeah. he knows that though. Like so, when people say it about Miles Teller, and th- this was in that I think it was that Esquire interview where some where the, like they asked. Uh, how do you do with women? And he was kind of offended. He was like, I'm a fucking stud. Why wouldn't I be? You don't think I'm handsome? What? I'm handsome. I fucking swear to God. Let me show you these pictures. Uh, I think that Ed Sheeran, I know this for a fact because he raps about it on one of his songs. He knows, like, I'm ugly as fuck and I clean up. So deal with it. So, uh, yeah, looking at Taylor Swift's pictures, they're not as great as they were. Last year's were unbelievable. Uh, this year's I I, I can't recognize. It also seemed like there was like a super weird collection of people there. That's the thing. I don't even know how many of these people I recognize. I know Lonzo like, Hyman. That might be it. Ryan Reynolds was there with Blake Lively. <laughs> oh, I saw Blake Lively. I didn't see Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. All was right, there. so there's like a male he wanted friend. to die, which is shocking. Um, do you think? Here's my question. Oh, Esty's there too. Okay. Here's my question: When people show up to this party. Uh, do you think that Taylor makes them put on the matching bathing suits? Do you think that like Taylor just has like a whole like bucket of matching bathing suits? One million percent. It's yeah. like a, when Taylor Swift throws a Fourth of July party. It's like throwing a wedding. She has to account for like, all right, so having each person here is going to cost me X amount of dollars because I've got to factor in that I'm buying them bathing suits in all sorts of different sizes. Um, that I'm. But do you think that she like makes it known? Uh, probably. Well, she's, she picked out a bathing suit that clearly works best for her. Like I'm, oh, of course, she's of course buying hers first and then everybody else is around it. Right. I mean, this is going to be quite honestly, the most disgusted I've been with myself (laughs) in the way I've, I've ever spoken about women, but her ass looks terrific 
in these these pictures, and that's you monster. Right, and Taylor Swift is not known for that. In fact, she's often criticized for it, which is one of the many downfalls of being a very rich celebrity white girl. That poor, poor girl. Uh, I do want to say. By the way, I'll say it. One pieces are. Mwah. Oh, thank fucking god! So, oh man, I could kiss you on the mouth for that. Uh, I fucking did we we didn't we've discussed this before, right? I'm not sure. Do you know that this, that's a take of mine? So we have a good mutual take here. Uh, one pieces are better than two pieces. I don't. I, I I will put them like on the same level, depending on we, like there are great two pieces, there are great one pieces. But if a girl is wearing a one-piece, it tells me that she knows what the fuck she's doing. If a girl's wearing a two-piece, then it's like... I'm trying to think. It's like if you're wearing regular... If I were to wear regular-length shorts and you were to see me, you'd be like, oh, just a fucking other guy. You see me in these fucking teeny things I've got on these days, and you're <laughs> like, well, you know what? It might not look the best on him. It might look the best but on him. But he's taking chances. But he's... He's putting himself out there, right? Yeah, he's he's being a little fashion forward. I think that in general, a, a like a good body in a one piece way better looking than a two piece. I can respect that opinion. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, look at this picture of, of Taylor that she forced everyone to take with I'm her. I'm looking at and it. She's wearing the the one piece. Yep. She looks she looks better than if that were to have been a two piece. Yeah, for sure. I'm also wondering, you went, Mwah, and then quickly after I said I kiss you on the mouth, and I'm wondering if, if that was just like a general actually... <laughs> association with the kissing sound I heard, or if maybe there was something uh, pent up. Um, I actually told one of my friends on Twitter recently, a, a male friend, he, he had a good point, and I said, like, I, I could kiss you on the mouth, which, like, as I say that, I need to fucking stop saying that. Um, and it got no response, so... It looks like I'm into creeping out guys now, which <laughs> is good because I think I'd rather be a guy who creeps out guys than a guy who creeps out girls. If you're a guy who Fair creeps point. out girls, then your re- reputation oh, is yeah. fucking done. It, like All it takes is one girl to say, hey, that guy it's creeped creepy. on me, yeah. and then you are fucking done. And that is why we don't speak to girls. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Um Let's get into... Oh, we have to hit on merch. Um, we said uh, to force ourselves to get the merch out there. We said last week that merch would be coming this week. We, we tried. We honestly... I swear to fucking God, we tried. And we, So here's the thing. We have the merch. It's, we have the merch. <laughs> we, ha- we are ready to go. We are ready to push it. But we just don't know how to go about selling it. Yeah. What we want, basically, is to make some sort of store or anything. Something we could put on our fucking Facebook that no one likes. Like our Facebook, please. Um, that the shirt's up there. You you say you want it. They print it, and then they send it to you. Not we buy a million shirts in a bunch of different sizes, and then and we have to send them to you. Boxes and that would be and depressing as fuck. So like my old acapella group one year, we bought we made CDs, and we bought too many of them. You know how that fucking feels yeah. to have in your room a bunch of fucking things that you your made for people that, that people decided they didn't want? We don't want that. So, like, uh, Teespring, we know Teespring does it, but that is kind of like a you have to do one shirt at a time. And you need to do, like, a campaign. You have to have a, a window where you sell yeah. things. And I guess that would be cool. That would but- be cool to have, like, limited edition, like, t- 25 at a time or something like that and you can only buy them 
when they're on sale for like a couple weeks. But then we'd we, have to rely on devotees who are going to buy shirts each time because yeah. so we've got say and we have so many people who jump on after the fact. You know how many people in the past like month or so have been like just found out about this podcast, have binged all of them. Right, exactly. So we don't want to kind of fuck with that. And also, we're going to keep coming out with new shirts, and I don't want people to not buy the shit that we have out now because, oh, something good's going to ha- come later. Um, but yeah, like we've got we've got one shirt that, that Kathy made that is going to be unbelievable. I've, sh- I've shown that to a, a select few people, and the response is... It like, is very gay. It, oh, it's the gayest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. But and that's that's coming from a podcast that is, is like very closely borderlines being a gay podcast. Right. It is. You. I mean, you. It's almost like like I saw it and I was like, "Is this too gay?" <laughs> that's. No, I mean, I I didn't think that. <laughs> um, but I saw that and I just thought like it's gay. Perfect. That that's yeah. how I looked at it. Um, because I'm not homophobic like you. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Um. But you had said, uh, how about this idea for a shirt? And I said, sure, S- send it to Miss Polo. And you, when you sent it back, I was like, holy fuck. That, I didn't think that you meant that. But it's really, really gay. And it's, I'm into it. that one will sell like hotcakes. <laughs> and that was the issue. I didn't know. I started to go through the Teespring thing. And it was like, all right, how many shirts do you think you're going to sell? And I was I like, I don't know, like 4,000? <laughs> and it's like 20? I, I don't know. I would say like 20 to 25. Like, I, Yeah, that, know, that's... I'm, that, my, my head's not l- ridiculously large about this podcast, but I think that we could sell like 20 shirts. If, you know, if we put up 20 shirts, uh, they would sell in a day. Because I, like, I can name the Twitter handles <laughs> of the people who are that in, into it. Like, We've got some... I think we've we've got a lot of listeners, but we've got some fucking hard... Like, we're some people's favorite band. Like, if you were to ask them what their favorite band is, they'd be like, oh, um, haven't been listening to a ton of music recently, <laughs> but uh, do you listen to podcasts? Because Gift Boy and Deej bring the heat each week. So that's the update on merch. So if you have any uh, recommendations, that would be super helpful. And if you've ever sold t-shirts and know of a way to kind of set up a small shop where you can kind of right. sell them on the fly and you without can do that with to buy in bulk. You can do that with Cafe Press, but the issue is it's like, all right, upload your thing, and now people can buy this logo put on anything. Oh, we don't yeah. want to do that no. because... Uh, we want to make you wear what we want you to wear. <laughs> yes, and we want quality shit. Like, yeah. if you're selling the all these different things, if, if you can put that shit on a fucking apron... If if your it, company's also making aprons, they're not making good quality T-shirts. Yeah, like I I, I don't want to be Kanye where we're selling like two hundred and fifty dollar white T-shirts, but we want you to feel like you're having sex when you put a put our shirt on your right. body. I've got so I've got a Lake Street Dive T-shirt, and when I bought it, the first time I put it on, I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I bought this for the logo, Is but this, this feels this <laughs> this must be the sex they talk about. <laughs> Um, on the subject of merch, we also it would have been good to have merch up now because this week uh, drunk merch uh, became something of a thing because I replaced uh, my drunk food ordering with drunk merch ordering and I don't feel bad about it. That's a good uh, long term switch. What's that? 
merch instead of food. Yeah. Food is gone the next morning. Exactly. And this way, you're fucking buying yourself presents when... It, this is like a, a... It's great when... It, I don't know if you black out when you do it, but it'd be awesome to just black out and then just have something show up at your door and be like, damn, well, nice. Here, I ordered this for myself. I blacked out one time um, while doing a drunk merch purchase, and I thought better of it after blacking out. So the next morning, I was like, oh, wow. I got that like limited edition Donny Hathaway outtakes from his his live album thing on vinyl. Fuck, that was expensive. Oh, well. And then I never realized that I'd thought better of it. So I was pissed like three weeks later. I was like, I guess I didn't fucking order that. You suck, you DJ. Coward. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've actually got so So I got a... I got a pretty sweet Taylor Swift tank the other you night, show and that's awesome. that's going to be awesome. Um, I was at my friend's wedding, and during the wedding, my friend was like, hey, look, LP just tweeted that there's like a new limited edition uh, American Run the Jewels shirt. I did see and that, And I was like, too. what's your size, brother? We're <laughs> getting matching ones. So drunk merch, uh, I didn't realize that's common with people. That yeah, they just, apparently. I saw all the people tweeting at you. I yeah. actually drunk bought... A um a Chicago Bulls jersey for Lollapalooza. That's awesome. Yes. And you're gonna be in Chicago. Which who who's take a guess? It's not Jordan. Scotty Pippen. No, it is Dennis Rodman. Ah, that was my next guess. That's <laughs> well, that's, awesome. That would be that would be the next right. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the the three Chicago Bulls players one should name. Um, that's awesome. I keep I've bought like a lot of clothes for Lollapalooza. Where I'm just only packing basketball jerseys yeah we're if it rains i'm fucked right (laughs) well we're staying near the venue so we're going to have costume changes and stuff if there's like a band that you don't like you can just run back swap out your your basketball jersey come back and it'll be awesome hell yeah i'm looking forward to that um reviews yes let's get to the reviews we had some good ones this week my favorite one i'm stealing this one right off the bat uh, because it's brunch meets world, Ooh, good one. five stars, obviously. Um, MTC five one three one. I discovered brunch two weeks ago and have binged the entire episode lineup since. If this podcast were two two hit nineties early preteen teen sitcoms, Deej would be the Wonder Years, classic and narrative, and Pete would be Boy Meets World. Edgy with a side of certain wackiness, yet somehow both end up giving some life lesson to live by. A podcast bringing takes as hot as Winnie Cooper and Topanga Lawrence were when I was fifth, when I was eleven, is worth listening. Solid pos- podcast, five out of five. That is a wonderful review. We discussed this before. Um, I prefer Boy Meets World to The Wonder Years. I've obviously seen every episode of both. I've got no problem. With someone saying that you're the Boy Meets World and that I'm the Wonder Years. Calling me the Boy Meets World of anything is the nicest thing that anybody's ever said to me. It's well, like one of my favorite shows. Well, people so like people have been calling us the bad boys of podcasting, <laughs> so it's kind of close. The, the, calling you the Boy Meets World versus the bad boy of podcasting. Would you, say, would you, would you agree with her, uh, this person's assessment of Boy Meets World, edgy with a, with a, a side of certain wackiness? Uh, I don't think Boy Meets World is that edgy. No, it's not. I mean, it's about a couple that dates forever and the girl won't show her boyfriend <laughs> her ass. So I would it's not true. call that. They, they really pushed the envelope Pretty there. similar to my life, though. <laughs> right. Whereas in the Wonder Years, uh, they 
Kevin takes a nap with Winnie, like they're just watching TV and they fall asleep or whatever, and word gets out that like they both fell asleep at the same time, and Kevin's like, yep, fucked her hard. <laughs> Where are my dogs at? And so I would say that uh, Wonder Years can be a little edgier than Boy Meets World at times. Hey, I'll take I'll take the edgy uh, edgy label. Yeah, who's th- I? I'd say you're edgier than me. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's what they said. You're like definitely they, no. Yeah, I, I I think so. I wouldn't classify well, either of us as you have a you have a more serious job. I think that that's what also kind of. Uh, no, I like I would not consider myself edgy. Um, I don't. Yeah, you did just say like the most, the most uh, borderline thing you've ever said about women is that a girl had a nice ass. And then that right, I apologized (laughs) the entire time I said it. I did a thousand hail marys. Just kidding. God ain't real. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Life advice with DJ and Pete Sleeve. All I don't. I can't see what the rest of the review is. Sleeve allergies are real. Sleeve allergies are real. Did, did I say that at one point? No. Oh, the you I, about about you that you're allergic to sleeves? Oh yeah, I think that's a well known fact. Oh, okay. I did enjoy, by the way. Side note, I did enjoy your comment on uh, Ellen's Instagram saying he got so drunk that he put on sleeves. We discussed this last week, did we? Yeah. Oh. This, this is the fucking only compliment you've paid me in <laughs> podcast history, and you're just gonna do it every week. <laughs> I love it. That's uh, same. Uh, I so. One of my coworkers, um, kind of, someone who works at Comcast Sportsnet, every time I'm in there and like, if I have my sleeves rolled up or whatever, um, it's Trenny, who you follow her. She's the best. Every time she sees my, I have a tattoo on my forearm, and oh, every yeah. time she sees it, she's like, did you get a tattoo? <laughs> I'm like, yep, a year ago. And then next week, without fail, did you get a tattoo? And it's like, Trenny, notice me. <laughs> Not just, just accept me for what I am. Love Trenny. Um, life advice with Deej and Pete. Sleeve allergies are real. Listening to this podcast is like being at a family reunion with the relatives you really like but are constantly worried about. DJ is telling you that he's wildly unhappy, but you need to chase your dreams. And Pete is slowly getting steadily drunker in the corner and telling you to fight everyone with a pool noodle. As a prematurely old college student, this podcast offsets all the NPR in my life and allows me to have conversations about pop culture without ever having to actually pay attention to it in real life. Would recommend. That's an awesome review. Awesome review. Um, Very true about all the things about you. Yeah. I will say that uh, uh, being at a family reunion with the relatives you really like but are constantly worried about, I'm not worried about any of my relatives. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I, um, I'm not worried about my, I'm just, I've, I've got a judgmental family in general. Um, they must be very disappointed in you. I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking sure. And my, my response is like, hey, Stop being so fucking judgmental. You know, like, again, I'm wildly unhappy, so I'm judging myself. Um, I'm not wildly unhappy, by the way. I'm. Keep uh, telling yourself that. Like, you could classify me as unhappy. I do like that this person listens to NPR and then us, which very uh, different ends of the spectrum. It would offset NPR. Yeah. This would be a good, uh, like, you know, in Friends when they're watching all the porn and then they need to watch cartoons after. We're the cartoons to the porn that is NPR. Um, Life advice with, oh, no, that's one you just read. Ear porn by Funky Cold Laura. 
Uh, brunch is a foreign meal concept to many of us, but this podcast definitely shouldn't be. It's simultaneously insightful and ridiculous and full of naughty words that I can't say to my high schoolers but really want to sometimes. So we're edgy. <laughs> yeah. Give me something with sports and pop culture served on a platter with these guys, and I'm ready and willing to be the meat in that dude's sandwich. Uh, if you're an audiophile, you can definitely get down to DJ's smooth sounds and Pete's lady boner-inducing pipes. As any good teacher would, five gold stars for you, boys. Nice. I do. I do like that people appreciate the audio aspect yes. of the podcast. And you know what? You know how many podcasts just sound terrible? Yes, a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, if they're recorded via Skype, then they can sound bad. Um, yeah, there's only so much you can do. Can improve a skype podcast right um well like pardon my take for example like the the quality of it doesn't sound great but it doesn't really take away from but exactly that's the thing like once you get it takes like one minute on the first listen to be like okay it seems like they're not in the same place and then it's good by the way um i think i may have said this before I'm getting close to having to stop listening to Pardon My Take because you don't I don't want it to bleed into this. I podcast. like it so much. It's but you <laughs> yeah. remember earlier so, I said like I I'm not a podcast guy. I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm like I love Pardon My Take so much that <laughs> it's this. We're going to turn into a fucking Pardon My Take tribute show, and <laughs> I, I I need to take myself away from it before that happens. So Pardon My Take is like so good that they don't have to have the greatest audio. We have to have really great audio because we are a rung below and we need to kind of compensate. Yeah, well, we, we were texting about this. We need this. all the help we can get, pretty much. Right. <laughs> we were texting about this before, and I don't know, do, do your friends compare this to Pardon My Take ever? Not really. So I have a great group of friends who support me so much who just constantly remind me, like, hey, your podcast would be so great if Pardon My Take didn't exist because that's better. <laughs> and, like, I'm a bigger fan, obviously, of Pardon My Take than I am of this. But I think that we've got some fucking things going for us. So, yeah, that's not a shot of Pardon My Take. I lo- again, we can roll the, the audio on last week. I just I, I, I want to be around Big Cat for a little bit. Um, 10 out of 10, 86.29% of the time. Deej and Gift Boy make a perfect duo, whether it's DJ's love for McAllen 36 and Ellen and Ellie Golding shredding on a guitar. Oh, fuck you. Or Pete's hatred of all things Patriots. This show is always awesome. I don't know where the Patriots thing comes no from. No clue the where that's the second review that's been like Pete hates the Patriots. Right. And the well, only time we've any... talked to, the only time we've talked about the Patriots was me telling you to fucking keep it in your pants about Tom Brady. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a joke, like being, being like, oh, Pete loves the Patriots, which again, like that's not super true. I'm not like a Patriots super fan, and I definitely don't hate them. So it doesn't work either way. So um, weird place to go. Did we, um, this is weird. Did, did we hit on the one that uh, referred to us as the bad boys of podcasting? Uh, did we get to that last week? Probably. Okay, because I don't, I didn't think that we'd read it, and I saw it the other day when I was checking the Go reviews. Go for it and if I you want to read it over again. So, no, you love the the label "Bad Boys" of podcast. No, it was. I mean, I, it's not like I started it. Um, <laughs> it's the one that says "Hot Cakes" and "Hot Takes." That we, I think we did that one. Uh, uh, I don't know. 
Anyway, it was so blah, 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 blah. Who fucking cares? Now I look forward to the bad boys of podcasting every Friday. I shared the summer draft episode with my boys, and it sparked a multi-hour debate about what warrants a pick and what could get signed as a free agent. Thanks for the podcast's takes and gifts. So nice um bad, bad boys, boys of podcasting has actually caught on it kind of has and uh, but I, it's like obviously used its joke i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> i think that people legitimately think what's a podcast it's it's some people breaking stuff down giving you information and out of left field we've got these two fucking rebels the bad boys of podcasting thing will not stop until we get a magazine article about us calling us the bad boys of podcasts. That's where it starts. So if anyone is unsure where that started, that's where it started. Um, we wanted uh, a... Think. What? Does it go back to, to, to uh, part of my take? No, this was before. So okay. I said to you, I said, I want... Um, no, I, I tweeted one day. I said, if, if there's anybody who writes for a reputable outlet... <laughs> I would like a feature to be done on brunch and the headline could be something catchy and then the subhead would be the bad boys of podcasting, like do whatever. And we were texting about that and you were like, oh, uh, speaking of which, was it Esquire? GQ. You're like, GQ just did a thing on part of my take. And I was like. Literally stole your dream. Right. <clears throat> so, well, PFT already, PFT commenter already has my dream. Gets to talk to the big cat all the time. So. <laughs> Uh, the more you keep saying about the big cat, the less our chances are of ever hanging out with him. Just because, like, it might a restraining order might come first. Again, I it, I, I accept this. I've become the guy who creeps on, on guys. <laughs> I, I've become the guy who who creeps on guys. Um, we let let us get to the um, reviews of these movies. movies. <laughs> um, let's start with Secret Life of Pets. Uh, we had radio silence on this after I saw the movie. I really had some stuff I wanted to get off my chest, but I said, see the movie, and we'll talk tomorrow. Pete, talk to me. I felt the same way. I was disappointed. Disappointed? Yes. Interesting. Maybe I just had too high of standards, uh, or expectations, I should say, um, but I felt that any movie with Louis C.K. as the main voice uh, of an animated movie should be phenomenal, and I didn't think that it was phenomenal. Here are my initial things that I wrote down. I wrote down two pros and two cons as I was walking out of the theater. Pros. Pushed a pro-dog anti-cat bias. Yes, definitely a pro. Kevin Hart was the funniest by far. Yep, I agree with that. Cons. Was the worst fucking movie I've seen in my life. <laughs> Kevin Hart was the funniest by far. That's yeah, that's that's pretty good, pretty good cons. I don't know if I agree with the worst movie ever, but... I was fucking furious when i realized how bad it was and that's when you're watching a bad movie you don't realize it for a little bit and then once you realize it you're just so fucking no mad coming back from that yeah. and i was sitting on um i had dads on either side of me which normally goals uh but i couldn't get up i couldn't leave i just felt like i didn't want to let these dads down i couldn't check my phone uh, like when I saw Into the Woods, I was in a theater by myself and it sucked. So I just started fucking like taking questions on Twitter. I, I needed something else to do. That's how. That's what I wanted to fucking do during Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, I. Uh, so I thought that it had like some funny moments, um, but overall, I was pretty disappointed. I thought the 
they had some funny jokes in there, but the plot, like the plot, really sucked. I remember my first Toy Story, right? <laughs> uh yeah, pretty pretty much, but like a worse version of it and like less charming, way less charming. That movie fucking sucked. It wasn't very good. Um, I laughed when like the beginning. When they're showing the dogs being a little mischievous, doing some different things. Basically, when they're introducing the characters, so here's the you're thing. smiling. So here's the thing. I thought that the movie was way too reliant on just, like, general pet jokes. Like, the like pet uh, like pet owners will be like, oh, yeah, that, my dog right. does that. That's funny. But they do that, like, the entire movie, and it's like it doesn't get clever. You get that out of the preview. The pre when yeah. I saw the preview yeah. for it, I saw it when I went to see Minions, I was fucking dying laughing because I've been a I've had dogs my whole life. You've had dogs your whole life. I get the pet humor thing. So that though that was tickling each and every one of my fancies. And I realized like halfway through the movie, once I realized this plot fucking sucks, none of these jokes are funny. Um it should have been a short it should have yeah, been. Yeah, it really should have. It been. should have been a short based purely off the beginning, which the beginning is what you see in the preview, which is the owners are leaving uh, their houses and their dogs and cats and fish and everything are doing what they do during the day. Like that is funny. That is cute. So they, even see, that part of the movie, though, there was too much of. Did you see before the movie the minions minions skit? thing? Right, that was excellent. that was funnier. I was I wrote that down in my in my notes. That was funnier than the uh, than the fucking Life of Pets movie. I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I laughed a little bit, or I know I, I I'll say my biggest laugh was when they introduced uh, Eric Stone Street's character uh, Duke. Which is they they bring another dog in. He's the Buzz Lightyear of the movie, and it is the biggest fucking dog in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's and that and it's uh, another complaint that I had is this is a movie about apartments in New York, and everybody has pets. And uh, right, and everybody like, has where the f- what fucking New York are you living? Right, in? gargantuan. And, yeah, and pets this, too. Yeah, and this lady brings home a fucking bear. <laughs> that was that was honestly the funniest part. Um, which is like a fat joke to Eric Stone's street. <laughs> right. By the way, I didn't realize uh so I right as the movie was about to start I was like, "Oh fuck." And I looked up the the cast because with those movies, you'll go out of your fucking I mind. Did. I was going crazy the pretty much the entire movie. I so couldn't get Eric Stone Street. I didn't get Eric Stone I got, Street and I didn't get the the girl. Uh, the, the the white dog. Oh, what's her face? Um Jenny Slate. Yeah. That, even, that movie made me attracted to Jenny Slate. Like her, her, I didn't realize. Her voice like, is pretty sexy. She's got like a sexy voice, yeah. which, by the way, it's it's not creepy. Or in the case of um, the Jungle Book, gay to be to find a voice of something in a animated movie sexy. Like the fact <laughs> the fact that the snake who in the jungle oh uh, Scarlett Johansson the, the snake is a, just a big sexy penis. <laughs> <laughs> I whatever I I was into that. Um, so for the. One of the things that I wrote down, um, and like this was my biggest takeaway, is that in animated movies, there's always in good animated movies, there's always like a big emotional moment where yes. it's like there was absolutely. I'm glad you bring that up. There was absolutely no emotional moment in this movie, 
other than which it should have been where uh, Duke goes back home to his old home and then finds out what happens without any spoilers. That should have been the big emotional moment, but there there was no and they just no fucking bailed. It. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, writes wrote quote I choked up a little. And he gave it three out of four stars. Where what? the fuck did you yeah, choke where up? Did and he you does, choke up? He doesn't say in it, I choked up. Like, when this happened, I choked up. He just said he choked up. You don't fucking choke up, you fucking lie. I, I want to have him on the podcast and take him down. Because yeah, I would really like to know at what point did he choke up. And a lot of the reviews are, like, very cute, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was it was it was cute. Fine, like I'm sure that Kevin Hart was cute. Kids, there wasn't much I'm else. Sure, that was kids cute. will like be big fans of it, but it, this is not a movie for like for it's not a good movie. Au contraire, I went to the first showing of it, so 6 p.m. on a Thursday night. By the way, to people who don't understand Friday movies, you can see them usually starting at six yeah. on Thursday nights. It was packed with kids and dads. A lot of fucking kids in there. Um, not th- these motherfuckers were quiet really having side conversations they were not entertained and then when they're walking out of course they're like oh that was so funny kevin r was so funny like again laugh clowns right and i again i don't want to take anything away from kevin hart because kevin hart deservedly so deserves flack for doing too much shit and it's watered him down so much kevin hart should be a a voice actor he was good uh you know you know what i realized during it um why doesn't Glenn How- maybe he does? Why doesn't Glenn Howerton do any of these movies? I don't know. He would be great, I would think. Um but on the subject of not being able to ID Eric Stone Street, I think that in animated movies or really any movie, there should be almost like a closed captioning kind of option where when a, as soon as a character appears, it just says like very lightly on the screen who who that actor is. It's not a bad idea. I think that in the beginning, Google. <laughs> no, but as you're watching it in the theater, it's like okay, so that it's like Louis C.K., Ellie Kemper, uh, fucking. Well, I, it would be a good idea, like at the beginning of the movie, to kind of just like when they because they introduce all the characters, just at the show beginning. pictures of the characters with their names. <laughs> no, just say like Louis C.K. next to when they show Max. Oh, like because like, they introduce all the characters at the beginning. Might That's as well true. just say like Louis C.K. as Max. Yeah, and Louis C.K., um, I mean, he wasn't great. So here's the thing. But they didn't give him anything funny to do. Yeah, no. And here's the thing. It's like Louis C.K. is one of those people where it's like his voice is so identifiable as Louis C.K. that it's hard to – like I was just – like during the movie, I was just like, okay, this – is Louis C.K. like you? It, you don't immerse yourself in the in the movie and the character because his voice is so identifiable. And that's kind of the same way that I felt about um, Justin Timberlake in that Trolls movie. Yeah. Um, quickly on the Louis C.K. thing, they also had him speak like Louis C.K., which um, may have been a bad choice, and because it makes you think, okay, I'm just watching Louis C.K. Yeah. Because all of his mannerisms, like you know how they. They make the uh, in these movies like Finding Nemo and everything. They make the uh, the characters look like the people who portray them, which is like which helps you kind of right. identify right. Which yeah. uh, Bobby Moynihan in this movie that was was he the pug? Yeah. Okay. They yeah. make him look just <laughs> like Bobby Moynihan, which is really funny. Uh, I'll also say Hannibal Burris was kind of funny. Hannibal Burris was funny um, and it, like great great casting as a hot a, dog. That's the, the thing. The, there were so many people in it that I liked and God, it, it just fucking sucked. I, I cannot stress enough. I was actually 
I was wildly unhappy, your reviewer might say. <laughs> my, my two biggest complaints were the no emotional moment and uh, that the plot was just full of small conflicts. There was no real, like, big, serious conflict. And which one of them did you care about? Not, none no, of them. There is not one. There, that was the worst part. When they were showing, uh, when they were showing Jenny Slate dealing with um, the the bird, you're not like, okay, I'm not into this storyline. I need to see what's happening with Kevin Hart. You yeah. don't even care what's happening no. with Kevin Hart. You don't care what's happening with with Louis C.K. There is not. They just keep switching between shit that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And there is, and with all these storylines, all these small conflicts, there's never a payoff that feels worth it. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, I was explaining this to some people last night that it was fucking horrible. And one of them uh, was uh, one of my cousins who has two young kids. And he was like, well, here's the thing, DJ. Maybe you're just coming to grips with the fact that these movies aren't for you anymore. Like, they're not made for you anymore. Bull fucking shit. These, the Despicable Me people made these movies. And I fucking love Despicable Me. And I love Minions. I'm, I'm A lot of the previews for the movies that they... Uh, had before this movie looked good. Like I, I'm into. I, I do kids. Yeah, clearly we're the two movies that we've like actively reviewed are the Jungle Book and right and Secret Life of Pets. Right. So we have interest in children's movies. We but- also spent the whole week fucking rocking out to lullaby versions <laughs> of uh, pop music. So. True. Don't accuse us of not. I also watched, by the way, sidetracked. Uh, uh, sidetrack. I uh, I watched Inside Out. Yeah, not not a good movie. That was, was so overrated. So Inside Out was better than Secret Life Pets. It was, and but I didn't like Inside Out. Inside Out was very 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 overrated. Yes, I want. It made me want to kill. Uh, what's her name? Um, Phyllis. Uh, yeah, Phyllis. I don't know from the office. Yeah, made me want to made me want to kill her. <laughs> yeah, she. It's it's just about one person fucking everything up yeah. for everybody, and then when you're like, "Hey, you fucked up. What are you gonna do about it?" Oh no, I just feel so bad about how I fucked it up. Like, no, motherfucker, take action. And like the the end solution is just like, oh well, let her be sad. It also it, gave hockey the, a weird name because all those uh, bad name because all the people in the movie are fucking weird as fuck, and it's all kind of based around how this kid likes to play hockey. Yeah. So, please like my sport. <laughs> Don't watch Inside Out. Um, yeah, what else? This is why we're the bad boys of podcasting, because we're fucking we're going there. Kids we're movies. taking down kids' movies where all these pussies won't. <laughs> so, fucking Rolling like, Stone. You can, so, the argument like, oh, this movie wasn't made for you, that's fucking bullshit. Because y- you can still enjoy, like, a good kids' movie, You should st- adults should still be able to enjoy. Like, fucking Wreck-It Ralph. Amazing movie. They're also uh, speaking of adults enjoying kids' movies. There wasn't enough. Uh, there weren't enough sex jokes. No, not there, at all. There was None. like there were no adult jokes in that movie. There was like one that I got. Um, maybe like loosely the um, the scene with um, uh, the the wiener dog. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Hannibal Burris with the um, with the mixer. Yeah. There was like there were like some vibrator themes going on there, <laughs> and that's the closest thing that, you can but, get but to but a like, sex joke. It, that's but that was like kind of a stretch to even get yeah. there. So uh, there was a scene where they're in a big pool of sausages. By the way, at that point, I was checked the fuck out of the movie. Okay, at that so point. when they went into that the 
the sausage factory, I every fiber of my being was just hoping that that would translate into Sausage Party. The, Ro- movie, the Seth Rogen movie. Yes, or translate into fucking anything else. But yeah. I was like, maybe at least like there will be a lot of phallic shit going on. Maybe ScarJo makes an appearance. And nothing. So, fuck it, you, <laughs> Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. Bad fucking job. You would give it an F? I would give it a... I would give it a hard F. I would give it like a... No, uh, hard... We don't know. I just realized I just said hard F. I would give it a solid F. Okay. I would give it like a... I'd give it like a C minus D plus. Yeah. So that's us reviewing a movie we have seen. Now let's review a movie we haven't seen. Let's review Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. What'd you think of it? Uh, Didn't love it, and here's why. Who do you think is the most typecast of the four main actors in this movie? So it stars Aubrey Plaza as Crazy Girl 1, Anna Kendrick as Crazy Girl 2, Adam Devine as every Adam Devine character (laughs) ever, and Zac Efron as closer to the character that Zac Efron should be playing. Yeah, typecast? Uh... Probably Aubrey Plaza or Zac Efron, one of those two. I would argue that Anna Kendrick is the most typecast out of all these people, and she did it to herself on social media. I think that you can use, that we're in a day and age where actors and actresses can use social media to actually pigeonhole themselves. No, well, so she can get roles. Her presence, the way she acts on social media, the way she puts herself out there, made her a perfect uh, casting for Pitch Perfect. Like, yeah. kind of awkward, self-deprecating, goofy, but, like, like the, whatever. Co- like, the I'm, cool, the secretly cool, like, goofy chick that dorky, doesn't get right. along with, like, the jocks and whatever. Exactly. Like, the, I'm not the cool kid, but whatever, take me as I am. Yeah. I, don't think that, I don't think you can play Party Girl after you've done all that shit. So I was, so for me... Yeah, but that, I, so that's, like, that kind of doesn't make sense with your point that she was typecast she's typecast as someone very dissimilar from the person that she plays oh, in this movie I'm, i was, this movie, i was she, making the argument i was thought you were asking who is the most typecast like in the movie like aubrey plaza playing the crazy girl that's like that's a role that she always plays pretty much right no 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 by, by typecast i mean like so michael richards is typecast you look at him and you can't see anybody but um but kramer Okay. You know, um, I mean, like maybe I I have the wrong definition of typecast. Yeah. I mean, typecast generally means that you're only associated with this kind of one thing. Okay. Um, So like Adam Devine, you would say is close to typecast as like the the bro-y douche or whatever, but he's good in Modern Family as the kind of responsible kid. So I'd say that Anna Kendrick is most kind of pigeonholed as what she is on social media, what she is in Pitch Perfect. And even when she plays other stuff, she's still kind of the dorky, cute girl. I don't, I don't know if she can pull off playing the wild child. And she, I mean, she's certainly attractive enough, but I just I didn't buy it for Especially me. Especially next to Aubrey Plaza, who, is like, who can sell that role. Yes. So I thought that was an interesting casting job. Um, for me, I, 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 this movie is definitely... Like a made-for-TV 
Sunday afternoon movie. It's not going to be anything special, but it'll be like a funny. If you're on the couch, you got nothing else to watch. It's going to be a great movie. You're gonna eat, you're gonna see it on HBO twenty minutes in, and you're not going to restart it on demand. You're just gonna watch it from there, and you'll be caught up. You'll get it. It'll be fine. Um, on the subject of Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick. I'm glad that recently Aubrey Plaza has been getting her due as the fucking smoke monster that she is. I think that Aubrey Plaza is super hot, definitely hotter than Anna Kendrick. See, I disagree with that assessment. I I, I think that Aubrey Plaza is definitely attractive. Um, but don't do that. What I, I've been called a, I've been called attractive before. I know what that means. I think it, she's attractive. it just it means like you're fine, but yeah, like she Aubrey Plaza is like. A babe. I wouldn't say that she's a babe, but I would say that she is like she's an attractive girl. And but I would say that Anna Kendrick has her beat. I don't know how. I feel like that's the consensus. It but, definitely is, but it's wrong. It's definitely right because here's why. I'm going to sell this right now. Anna Kendrick in the movie is dates with is Zac Efron's date, and Zac Efron gets the hotter of the two. Because that's that's that has to happen. But here's the thing: I, maybe you just haven't, sweet little Pete. You haven't lived long enough. Uh, gorgeous girls get with average guys all the time, and vice versa. I've, I'm at the point in my life where if I see a couple that is totally lopsided, I don't fucking bat an eye. And gorgeous girls get with average guys, but like smoke guys don't get with average girls. Uh, that's not true. That's true. That's uh, that's not true. That's like ninety eight ninety eight percent true. Uh, that guys... I actually don't know which way it works. I would say that it it probably works more often that smoking girls end up with average guys. Yes, for I sure. Would, but that's just a guy perspective, though. Like because like you see a girl who you're attractive to, and if she's with someone who's lower than you, you're like, what what the fuck? Why is this gorgeous girl with this with this jamoke? And it's also that dudes just think with their dicks literally all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I think with my heart a little bit, Pete. <laughs> it's because uh, you don't have a dick. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, actually, did I tell you? No, I'm not going to bring so, this up. I have a dick. <laughs> Thanks. Um, speaking of dicks, uh, Adam Devine definitely has a huge dick. Yes, we agreed before this podcast that there is no doubt in our minds. Huge dick on Adam Devine, so cheers to Here's you. Here's my reasoning, is that there is nothing. <laughs> is that you Googled Adam yeah. Devine dick I've and liked it. what you saw. <laughs> uh, no, there is nothing about that guy that should he's he's funny, but he's not like his funniness comes from his like br- his swagger. Br- bravado, yeah, yes. His swagger. And there's no reason that he should have that. And much a guy swagger. who right, exactly. A guy who looks like him doesn't have that bravado yeah. without without a huge dick. Without that huge, <laughs> huge penis. So uh, congratulations to Adam Devine. Uh but we do need to check in on Adam Devine and ask ourselves, is Adam Devine funny? Um, I think that he's funny in small doses. Like he is, he's never somebody that I want to see in like a leading role. He is a. Do you watch Workaholics? Yes. And what do you think of him in that? I think that he is. I mean, he's funny because he has the other. He has other help around him. Right. But he's He's never going to be. He's not going to be the funniest person in a in a movie or show. And that's what gives me pause with this movie. Um. Is that Zach Efron and we're trust me, we're we're getting to Zach in a little bit. Um Zach, I think, can carry the day. And I know that we've given him a hard time. Um but yeah, Adam could not have done this. 
by himself. So uh, I think and even that, in like even in Pitch Perfect, like his main source of comedy is Rebel Wilson. Yes, exactly. And I would say that you know what I'm going to put Adam Devine and Rebel Wilson on the exact same plane. I would say that they're both like funny enough. They're not going to fucking wow you. They're not going to sell anything on their own. Right. And part of why, uh, did you see um, How to Be Single? Uh, I did not. Part of why that didn't really pop is because Rebel Wilson was kind of the lone source of comedy. Um, they, it was That movie was just basically like, here's a few hot girls, and we don't know who our target audience is, but just in case girls want to see it, Here's Durs. Durs is a pretty good-looking guy, by the way. Yeah. I would say that Durs is the most attractive of the workaholics. <laughs> it's not really setting a high bar. Well, you know, uh, why do you think, what do you think of Adam Devine looks-wise? We, we gotta, we, He's fucking very uh, we, average. We got to do uh, my faces up here with, uh, with Adam Devine, though. What do you mean? Cause his, I'm his suggesting dicks. that you're staring down at his dick when we're talking oh, about Oh, yeah, Adam correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, there's nothing, like, there's nothing above a seven- yeah. About him. He's a doughy dude who works yeah. out a lot. And that's... He's the guy that if you he's... You think he works out a lot? I think he's got, he's kind of thick, and I can't tell if it's because... He's definitely doughy. He's got a dad bod. So, okay. I can't tell if he's thick because... You know you know those guys who kind of have arms, and you're like, are those muscles, or are you just <laughs> yeah. kind of like a little thicker? Yeah. He's got that kind of bod. Yeah. Um, the only thing that he's got going for him really is other than like his humor and personality is his hair is got some good good set of hair and his dick yeah well obviously we've been dwelling on his <laughs> dick uh no he's he's got okay hair which by the way quick shout out uh you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about me on social media i posted a picture from fourth of july and uh i don't know if it was because of how the product in my hair looked or whatever someone commented on it looks like it's time to see dr robert leonard which oh, he's yikes. the hair specialist in boston nah, you're good if you ever fuck, if I I will find anything to make fun of you for, but your hair is fine. If you even plant that seed in my <laughs> fucking head, you, I will. You come don't after even have you. like you don't even have like the side kind of like receding, going backwards. Thing. I am fucking golden. Yeah. So, and the this and the second there are concerns about my hair, as much as I would love to make fun of your right, for your, make fun of your hair, but there's nothing going on there. I feel like the second there are concerns about my hair, though, my stock fucking plummets. Oh, and yeah, some sure. guy, like I, I know some guys who they're they're balding or they're they got a receding hairline or whatever, and it works for them. They're fine. I think, and again, this is me just being the humble son of a bitch I am. I'm a bit of a weatherman. I need the hair to look good or else it kind of all falls apart so um here's a question uh aubrey plaza anna kendrick who do you think is better at sex oh this is without a doubt uh we're gonna disagree here aubrey plaza yeah i'm i disagree i think they're both dynamite bonkers dynamite in the sack bonkers i would go anna kendrick maybe it's just because she's smaller and smaller girls are mm, yes uh but she's but she, based on her social media personality, she could be a bit of a recluse, you know? Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that she has that great kind of. She could be like a don't look at me. Like spunky. Oh no, she 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 knows. She knows that she looks good, and she's not afraid of it. 
I don't know. I think that and there, there's that commercial where she's like, I'm a, she's talking about how she knows she's hot and everything. Yeah. I feel like with how self-deprecating she is, she's there's a little bit of self-doubt there. Aubrey Plaza is like, our, like sex with Aubrey Plaza is like, all right, one of us might not survive this. That, okay, so that's what, exactly what I was just going to say. Like, sex with Aubrey Plaza, there's a imminent threat of maybe that you might die. Right. That she might, like, Which, cut your dick off. Again, getting to my moo point, um, <laughs> I I was going to say you want to sign up for that, but I'm not sure you want to sign you do. up for I that. I don't think you yeah. do. Like, I, I like, as, like... I don't think that adds any element of enjoyment when you like. There's the possibility that when you're you might scared die of your lover, your dick. Yeah. When you're scared of your lover while having sex with them. Yeah, I mean, I just if if I had a preference, if both were on the table, I would rather have sex with Aubrey Plaza. I, I disagree. I th- I also think that Anna Kendrick seems like a very p- pro blowjob girl. <laughs> Where <laughs> does that? I don't really from? know what that. I don't really know how I figured that, but she definitely she strikes me as pro blowjob. Um. So if we're afraid of Aubrey Plaza, are you afraid of getting a blowjob from Aubrey Plaza? Uh, yeah, I don't really want my her teeth around, <laughs> around my dick. <laughs> um, you know, what? I'm I'm just I'm sorry. I'm signing up for anything and everything with with uh, my girl Aubrey. I, over, I mean, I respect I respect your your uh, your willingness to take chances. And I also think, I mean, Aubrey Plaza is she's. She's got some sort of Spanish blood in her or whatever. Yeah. I feel that with Anna Kendrick, uh, you're risking very, very white sex. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point, but I mean, like, not all white sex is bad sex. Right. No, <laughs> good, good white sex can, can happen, so I hear. Um, but, <laughs> no, yeah, I would just, uh, overall, overall, I would go Aubrey Plaza. But I've been, like, so, I, here's the thing. I didn't see Dirty Grandpa and be like, oh, they put Aubrey Plaza as, like, the crazy hot girl. Now I think she's hot. I always thought she was hot. I thought that On she Parks was... and Rec? Yes. I thought that... Interesting. And uh, seriously, my, my friend Addy will tell you this. We argued all the time about that because I've got friends who just think that she's totally average. And especially on Parks and Rec, we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, no, this one. I need her in my life. <laughs> Fair enough. I just feel like we just outed ourselves as men, and I don't like that. Yeah, that was that was very men heavy. A lot of talk about sex and blowjobs from women. Not wow, not a thing that we this usually is, do. We we got outside of our comfort zone there. <laughs> I I, um, I hope you faked it as to, well as to get, I did. To get back on to the gay the gay track, uh, thank you, Zach Efron you. heat check. Yes, we uh, Zach Efron heat check. We don't really have segments on this show, but we have recurring themes. Zach Efron is one of them, yes. um, and what he's doing with his life. So his last five movies leading up to this were That Awkward Moment, um, Neighbors, We Are Your Friends, Dirty Grandpa, and Neighbors 2. So, and now he's got this movie, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, and then he's got Baywatch coming out. I didn't know about Baywatch, but yes. that sounds like a good role for him. It's him and The Rock. So I'm kind of rocked out, to be honest. I, uh, I kind of feel that way, but also I don't because the rock is awesome all right so that awkward moment great movie you saw that right yeah great movie uh fine character not the best but that was an on that was a strong ensemble cast uh neighbors role of a lifetime uh we are your friends no one fucking saw it nearly torpedoed his career (laughs) how he's still alive after that movie is a miracle dirty grandpa (laughs) talk about back to back almost torpedoing your career what dirty grandpa well here's the thing dirty grandpa 
right movie, wrong casting. Uh, it was it was again classic Zac Efron. Why are you playing the fucking straight laced dude who's like you can't have that body and put a fucking polo over it? You need to be out there wilding out, and he didn't wild out. He had his fucking grandpa do it for him, and his grandpa fucks Aubrey Plaza, which. I don't know if you've heard this podcast before. Goals. And meanwhile, he's doing God knows what. Neighbors 2, back on the right track for him. And now we're at Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I think that this was a safe, good, keep things on the right track kind of role for him. So you think that he belongs more in uh, the just like the typical kind of broy roles? Bro- yes. Broy is safe for him. Okay. I um, agree. I think that he wants to be more, which is really putting his career his career into a very like weird place where it's like this dude is like trying to do fucking too much sometimes and then he's going back to broy roles. So it's like shifting back and forth. Yeah. I mean honestly, he might be Vincent Chase. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like you're a cute guy. We want you to do some fucking cute guy things. Some cute guy <laughs> shit. And you got to be a dick sometimes and whatever. And then he's like, no, I got this fucking passion project. Like, we are your friends. Down to the DJing aspect is the fucking movie that Vinny makes in the Entourage movie. That's not good, dude. Like, <laughs> no, no one fucking liked it. I know that it ends up being a smash in the Entourage movie, but the Entourage movie wasn't even a fucking smash. So. Why the fuck are we to trust that? So um, I would say keep doing roles like this, Zach. Uh, you're you're on the right track. Don't stray. Don't do dumb shit. Um, a takeaway I had from this movie that we have not seen. Uh, the bad stuff keeps happening to the bride. No one fucking cares. Nope. No one cares about the bride. Oh, she has a black eye. Oh, no. What's going to happen? It's her fucking big day. Uh, that's happened in a million movies. I couldn't name you one of them. No one fucking cares about the bride, um, and it's like, oh, uh, fucking it's the same thing as uh, meet the par- meet the parents. Yeah, like he spikes a- of volleyball into the bride's face. Right? Who f- like good killer <laughs> next time? It, it has nothing to do with the fucking movie. Okay, um, so uh, so let's see. Um, they c- end up together in the end. Yeah. It's sure. it's fine. They uh, yeah they end up together. It turns out they were the ones that they needed with each other. All yeah, along. they they help each other like settle down and become less fucking crazy. Yeah, um, great fucking story. <laughs> uh, Kamel Nanjiani scene. Uh, the one, the guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah. So um, Dinesh. Yeah. So Dinesh, when he's giving her the massage and doing all the crazy stuff, I don't know how. It, that was racist and dumb. <laughs> that was so. Uh, here's the problem. I when you see Dinesh now, you see, or Kamal. Yeah. When you see Kamal, you he's Dinesh. Yeah. That's maybe the, this is what you're talking about. Typecast. Yes. He's Dinesh, and Dinesh is funny and clever. And from following Kamal on Twitter, he's funny and clever. Yeah. And so seeing him in like the stereotype just like cast as like a stereotypical like indian dude no he's better than that you can't do right that. exactly and they like none of the none of the lines were funny like i i, I was cringing at the the holes meet where the souls meet like that's that's the shittiest fucking bar i've heard in my life and 
I've listened to a lot of bad music in my life. That is a fucking piss poor bar. So uh, didn't like that. Didn't like the ch- shit that was happening with the bride. Um, didn't think Aubrey Plaza's. Oh, like there's a white girl dating a black guy. Like I bet he's got a big dick thing. It's like if I want to hear big dick talk. Quite frankly, I'll listen to this podcast. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. need to go to your fucking movie to see that. So, overall, my review, um, it was fine, but it was kind of like you, you, I think you put it best. It's, you'll watch it when it's on, but it's not your number one priority. Yeah, and you're not going to tell your friends about it. Yeah, you're not going to, yeah, exactly. You might get into little side debates about Plaza versus, um, uh, but Anna only Kendrick. but only if you're there watching the movie together. Like that's a movie that you're not going to talk about with anybody. Like after seeing it uh, alone, right? Um, so yeah, uh, let's, let's give some letter grades on this. So I, we gave Pets. Uh, I gave a an F. You gave a C minus D plus. Yes. So what do you where do you go on Mike and Dave need wedding dates? I'll go uh, I'll go C plus because I think that it stays in its lane. Uh, I will also go see. Yeah, C plus is a fair assessment. We were texting each other during the the previews, and when Pete's Dragon, I gave you the reminder on Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, yes, I'm 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 sold. Full smashies. Yes, full definitely. smashies. By the way, I'm trying to make full smashies catch on. I kind of like it. I've used it like three <laughs> times with you this week. Full smashies. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that and um. By the way, Kevin Spacey is playing a cat. In a in a movie coming up with him, uh, I think it was Jennifer Garner and Christopher Walken are the three starring characters in a movie called Nine Lives, in which Kevin Spacey literally plays a cat. So Christopher Walken has to win us back after the Jungle Book. By the way, that's true. Yeah, his stock um, is low, but the fact that Kevin Spacey can um, play a cat in a movie be the Florida Panthers mascot for a full NHL season and still adamantly deny and reject brunch on the reg is a huge shot to the ego. We haven't checked in with him recently, though. We used to pretty maybe, much like every two weeks. We used to ask if you maybe would this come. fucking cat movie is an excuse that how we could get him on the podcast. Right. We should be like, hey, look, we talk about animated movies. Very tasteful in the way that we do it. If you want to listen, um, why don't you come on? And I mean, that's how we're trying to score Miles Teller. So it's true. Uh, I can't. Maybe Kevin Spacey on the table again, but he's being he's he's fucking playing a pussy. So he's, well, he's being a real. <laughs> pardon my French. He's being a real pussy, not coming on this podcast. Um, and then one of the other previews that I saw um, prior to um, the Secret Life of Pets was that Trolls movie with Justin Timberlake. Um, and we had a discussion about this earlier this week. I'm pretty much shocked that we haven't talked about that new Justin Timberlake song, uh, Can't Stop the Feeling, I think it's I called. I think as soon as it came out, we touched on it quickly. We said, new song, like new JT, good song, bangs, but we didn't dive into it. I don't really want to dive into it because it's, it's, a, it's an old song at this point, but... I do have feelings on it. Well, I don't want to spend time on it because he didn't spend time on it. That's my takeaway. Exactly. It was um, it was very below Justin Timberlake. Like that song is a jam, and I like it. It's a great summer song, uh, just a fun ass song. But literally anybody could have made that. That song is "Tonight Tonight" by whoever sings "Tonight Tonight." Are they? Is there a Rochelle in the band's name? I don't know. You know the. Good 
I don't even know if that is. Yeah, it's it's literally a song that should be handed to an up and coming artist who's trying to make a name, like because that's a just. But that song should be rejected by like that. That's if you give that to whomever if you i mean if you got that fucking megan megan trainer should sing that song because megan trainer sings a lot of fucking dumb unimaginative shit that's a megan trainer song but that's what i'm saying well it should be given to somebody who needs it justin timberlake doesn't need that song right the the only part of that song that sounds like anyone put any work into it and again can get down to it fine song um the only part of that song that sounds like someone actually thought about it and tried to actually craft something that sounded cool was the um, the pre-chorus. That's like the, where it's like that little breakdown. That's yeah. the only part of the song that you're like, I couldn't have guessed this exact sound was going to happen. So, um, I I mean, the only thing that like really kind of excuses it is that it was made for the movie. So it's just like a, a soundtrack songs, but at the same time, like that is just Justin Timberlake selling out. It's just Justin Timberlake like selling his soul when he doesn't need to sell his soul. Like he's he's too cool to do that. Right. This guy fucked Britney Spears in her prime. Yeah. He doesn't need to And it also comes on the heels of the twenty twenty album, yeah. which was supposed to be like his visionary project that he like spent forever on and was like pouring himself into right and then he just goes and like makes something that's super like generic and, and yeah superficial. Th- that song sounds like a middle schooler who just learned how to play piano heard jamiroquai and is like i want to write a song like jamiroquai and jamiroquai's songs have fucking bonkers chords and like really cool stuff so it's just somebody with very little to work with, tried to make a cool dance track, and that's what came out. Fucking basic, dumb, shitty chords. And again, it bangs, but yeah. like, really it just like doesn't the, bang the really way... like the song. Really don't like the fact that it's by Justin Timberlake. Yes, just very disappointed. Although I will say Trolls looks good. I disagree. 